0: Welcome to Coinology, the podcast. You ain't get no money if you constantly worried about what everybody else got to say. If you constantly got your eyes on what everybody else doing, you ain't getting no money. When it comes down to closing the deal, I get you done. Every single one. Welcome to Coinology, the podcast. Hey, hey, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Coinology. And I am back, and I am so excited to be back. I did not know that this interview was ever going to happen. I know that um, the person I have sitting across from me is probably one of the most busiest women that I know. (laughs) And I will say she's probably one of the most revered women that I know as well. Um, I am very honored to have her sitting next to me. I'm very honored to have had her in my life for the last decade, to be able to sit at her feet, to be able to watch her, to learn from her, to feel her, to understand her emotions, and to learn so much from her, from being a mother, from being a business owner, from being a giver, a civil rights leader, and a social activist. I am sitting across for none other than Mrs. Elizabeth Omalami. You guys give it up for Mrs. O. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited to have you here today, Mrs. O.
1: Ebony, I'm excited to be here with you because I honor you and what I see in you uh, as a businesswoman, but more than that, as someone who... Uh, doesn't that anything stop her? I know you've had moments as we all, we've we all had. And I want to do everything I can to support you because I believe you are a winner. I believe you are uh, this generation an example of okay. success and opportunity. And I just honor you for that.
0: No, Mrs. O, that means the world to me. And I will tell you that Mrs. Omalami is the one who gave me my start. You know, we started EPI Media Group back in 2013, and I will give nothing but praises to Hosea Feed the Hungry. At that time, it's Hosea Helps now, mm-hmm. but it was Hosea Feed the Hungry because you guys took a chance on us. We were a new agency. We did not have big, fancy names behind us. And it was always told to me to be able to work with a legacy Such as Hosea Feed the Hungry at the time You had to know somebody To know somebody To know somebody To know somebody And I didn't know anybody I didn't know anybody But I came in and I met with you And Mr. O and you guys gave us that chance. And from that opportunity, so many things came to light for us because we were attached to the Omalamis because we were attached to Hosea Feed the Hungry. So many great opportunities came open. Mm-hmm. You gave us a chance and you you've been a client of ours now for over a decade. Yes. A decade. And that's been that long. 2013. Wow. 2013 has been a decade. And I always talk about one of our longest standing clients a decade. So you're not just saying it, you have shown it mm-hmm. in your actions and I want to honor you and say thank you so much for that.
1: You're welcome.
0: Now Mrs. O, I think I know a lot about you, but there's so much I don't know, okay? For those who are not as familiar with Mrs. O, she is an award-winning actress. She's a civil rights icon. She is the CEO well, are you still the CEO, the president, the president yes. of Josea Helps? Yes. She's a grandmother. She's a mother. She's an auntie. She's a reality star, right? <laughs> I know you probably didn't want to embrace all of that at first, but she's Woo-hoo. all those things. And um, today, we're going to get into the, the the basis of who you are. You are Josea Williams' daughter right? So you were born and raised here in Atlanta? Actually in Savannah. Savannah. Okay. And which number of child are you? Which in which I'm the second from the oldest. Okay. All right. And your father, Hosea Williams, he is a civil rights icon. Mm -hmm. He was the lieutenant to Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. Okay. So how was that growing up?
1: You know, I grew up in a war. Mm -hmm. So I grew up, uh, With people that I didn't know, spending the night on the floor at our house in Savannah. I grew up uh, getting put out of Catholic school because I was hardly ever there because I was marching. I went to jail marching for freedom the first time when I was nine years old. Mm. And they arrested uh, the children at that time, put us behind bars, gave us bologna sandwiches, and we would be in there eating those bologna sandwiches, singing freedom songs. Uh, I grew up with crosses being burned in my yard uh, and standing there looking out this big picture window that we had and wondering, why is Jesus burning a cross in my yard? Mm. And thinking that, you know, getting confused between Catholic school and burning crosses and Presbyterian church on Sunday, I, I, I yeah, that'd, that'd confused the kid.
0: Well, what about PTSD, Mrs. O? Did, did you really understand what the burning of the cross Really meant, and the risk that you were taking every day.
1: No, I thought it was fun. Okay. So I thought, as a as a nine year old, mm-hmm. uh, that the fact that I went to juvie and spent a week in uh, the jail with other juvenile delinquents mm-hmm. who had stabbed their parents and done all kinds of things, I thought that this was some I, my life was some kind of movie, and it wasn't until I got older and uh even in college uh at hampton when i realized that i was suffering from something that other people weren't suffering from Mm -hmm. uh, when i realized that i did have nightmares and i didn't really have a good sense of who i was As a woman, because I was raised in the streets following my dad. Mm -hmm. My mother took my younger sister and she raised her like a lady, attorney Yolanda Mm -hmm. Favors. She Mm -hmm. was the one that knew how to set the table and knew how to took piano lessons and, you know, how to sit like a lady. Me, I was out in T-shirts with no bra and blue jeans running behind my dad uh, saying, don't hurt my father. So it was it was a upbringing that didn't have many boundaries, mm-hmm. and I saw things that I probably shouldn't have seen mm-hmm. at a very early age, and I grew up thinking that all white people were bad people, mm-hmm. and that you're supposed to live your life fighting. You're supposed to get up every day and be angry. And rich people were bad. Mm-hmm. And being rich was bad. Mm-hmm. So these were things that were fed to me based on a civil rights movement. Not Dr. Martin Luther King never had any money. Mm-hmm. He didn't pay his staff. He couldn't pay his staff. The only reason my father took such good care of us was because he had a business. Mm-hmm. He had a chemical company. And he was selling from that and putting the money back into the movement. So I grew up with all these sort of limiting beliefs, but at the same time, I grew up knowing that life had to be about more than your job. Mm -hmm. You had to have some kind of intentionality that related to freedom Mm -hmm. and what that word means to so many people, many different meanings. But I grew up knowing that your life had to have a purpose beyond your nine to five and because of that i always uh returned to my art Mm -hmm. i was a a theater major Mm -hmm. and i could hide in the theater Mm -hmm. you know and not not let people know how insecure i was so insecure yes very insecure Mm -hmm. because what do you think
0: your biggest insecurities were mrs o O?
1: I had no identity beyond the Mm -hmm. movement I never went on vacations, Mm -hmm. even I never went to the football games at Hampton and dressed up the the way the girls. I wasn't in any sorority. I wasn't sort of like the other women Mm -hmm. that I was going to college with. And so I hung out with the guys that were drumming on the lake and uh, in the in the theater department, you could go in there and you'd never have to leave because you have rehearsal at night and, and then the next day you take classes. So I, was, I had no identity as to the fact that I could be a powerful person mm-hmm. because I was no longer in the movement. They had sent me away. I got sent away to boarding school mm-hmm. in the eighth grade because they told them if I kept going to jail, I would be in juvenile delinquent for several years. Mm-hmm. So I raised myself at Boggs Academy, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th mm-hmm. grade. I didn't go home after that. And then I went straight to Hampton.
0: So did you know Mrs. O? L- who your father was. I mean, I know, did you know that he was with one of the most prolific men of our lifetime? Martin Luther King Jr. Did you know that your father was one of the most revered men Mm -hmm. that walked this earth? Did you
1: know that as a child? I knew that he was bigger than life, Mm -hmm. that he was because I would see him standing preaching to churches, crowded and packed with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I would see him getting in the paddy wagons, going to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, I would see him with the women, always some woman around mm-hmm. wanting power because women like men of power. power. Mm-hmm. I would see that he was uh, a he, he was an icon to me. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that he was a father. Because he was often not there. Mm -hmm. And my mom, along with the help of different nannies, raised us. Mm -hmm. So there was a sort of discrepancy between, well, what is a father? Mm -hmm. And how can I, why isn't this man paying me any attention? And why Mm -hmm. is he always gone? And how can I get him to love me and to to need me like I need him? Mm -hmm. So that added to the mental distress that I experienced mm-hmm. as, as I got older.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you probably didn't put two and two together until you were older, right? right? Right. So through that, you go through relationships in life. Yes. Right. And I know now you're married to the great Mr. O mm-hmm. It Was Mr. O your first marriage, Mrs. O? Yes. Okay.
1: My first and last.
0: <laughs> so how did you meet Mr. O? Uh,
1: You know, I took my because you were in the movement Mm -hmm. civil rights movement Mm -hmm. everything you did you took as serious as life Mm -hmm. so when i got into the theater i took it as serious as life i became a playwright i was an actress i was a director i knew how to build sets do lighting do costumes the whole nine yards Mm -hmm. And so when I graduated from Hampton, I started Atlanta's first black theater company called People's Survival Theater.
0: Wow, I didn't know that.
1: Yes. Yeah. And we were paid through a government grant. They called it CETA. And <coughs> some of the uh, students from Hampton followed me to Atlanta. And so I was auditioning for a play mm-hmm. at uh Uh, over on James P. Brawley Drive called Contributions by Ted Shine, which was a very controversial play because it was about an older black woman who saw her grandson mistreated by the white man. Mm -hmm. The white man, right? (laughs) And she began to slowly kill off the people that she was working for. Wow! So that's what the play was about. (laughs) And in walks this tall black Sweaty, (laughs) handsome, diva of a man. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love with him when I first saw him. Mm -hmm. And I cast him in that play. And I played his his grandmother, and it was very successful. We were the first theater company. We would actually do a season of shows uh, at David T. Howard High School. So in meeting him, I met... Someone who understood what it meant to give your life to something, because he had just come from giving his life to an African village in South Carolina called that Olatunji, where, where all these black students went who were seeking their African heritage. Mm-hmm. His name was Kenneth Lee. He changed his name to famous Omalami. I
0: can't is, even imagine Mr. O is Kenneth Lee.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> Kenneth Lee from <laughs> Petersburg, Virginia.
0: <laughs> I can't even imagine it. Yeah,
1: and people keep at, telling him he's running from his roots in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. He refused to go to Nigeria because he's <laughs> like afraid they'll tell him he's been passing. <laughs> uh, so I met that part of him. He was more dedicated to acting than... I, anybody I'd ever seen.
0: You know, and so for those who don't know, uh, Mr. Omalami is an award-winning actor. Yes. He has uh, featured and starred in so many major movies, over a 100. Yes, I mean,
1: NAACP Image yes. Awards, and Forrest Gump, Drumline, uh, Trading Places. Uh, Ray. Worked with Denzel, worked mm-hmm. with Ray. In, uh, worked with Jamie Foxx Fox. and Ray. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, he he was making a fine living as an actor, mm-hmm. and we moved to New York because he got a full scholarship to NYU mm-hmm. and was there doing Broadway, uh, working at Black Image Theater, all the black theater companies and, and, and white theater companies in New York doing really well when I got pregnant.
0: So, Mrs. O., let me stop. You know, most marriages in Hollywood don't make it. Mm -hmm. They just don't. And, you know, what do you think that hidden Jill is that you have, you and Mr. O? Because I know it couldn't have been easy. Mr. O is an extremely attractive man. Mm -hmm. He's debonair. He's smart. He is um, just unique. He is one of a kind. So Mm -hmm. when you grab hold of him, you have to hold on tight.
1: You have to fight.
0: You have to fight, yeah, right? You have to
1: hold on while you're doing your kicks and your <laughs> <laughs> punches and mm-hmm. your get back away Because everybody's probably here. got
0: their arms out formed. Because Mr. Yeah, o mm-hmm. is a great catch. Mm-hmm. So how were you able to maintain all these years? Because in Hollywood, that's a whole nother dynamic.
1: Well, he the way he tells it is that he never wanted to be one of those fathers mm-hmm. that left his family. Mm-hmm. Because he grew up without his father until he was in, the high, in high school. Mm-hmm. And then his mother married this amazing man, Joe Moore, who was a military guy, who gave his whole life to her. Okay. And he saw that <coughs> image. And a lot of times, if our black men don't see the image... They don't know how to be. Mm-hmm. We criticize them for leaving their families. or They tell this lie that 70% of black households don't have fathers, and that's just not true. The fathers are there, and they may not be mm-hmm. living in the households, mm-hmm. many of them, mm-hmm. but they are there for their children. They provide money for their baby mamas and all of this. Mm-hmm. So that is a lie that the white folks and some rich black folks have put out there To come against our black men. Mm -hmm. And so he is the example of what a good black man is. Now, I will say that because we were both in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. we were both acting. I mean, I also have done many movies, Sandra Bullock and so forth. Many. Then we had the tendency sometimes to be business partners Mm -hmm. more so than we were. Uh, romantic lovers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it was like well you got your residuals or you get this mm-hmm. you got this did you do your audition well let me tape you and that can take over the romantic part mm-hmm. of a marriage if you're not careful if you're not careful mm-hmm. so we had to be very careful we had he, he, he adores his children mm-hmm. and uh so all those things figured into why we stayed together.
0: I think one of the things that you mentioned that is very important is that marriages go through uh, ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. And understanding the, the glue that kept y'all together, even if it meant the partnership in business, it, mm-hmm. it, that you're still here. Yes. Right? Yes. And so you found that commonality to make it work. Some people just don't see the value in making marriages work anymore. Yes. And in Hollywood, it's disheartening. Mm-hmm. Because you, I don't even know why people get married anymore in Hollywood.
1: Well, you know, it's it's um, being married is a decision. Mm-hmm. Being in love is a decision. Mm-hmm. It's not a feeling.
0: So you really believe that you can choose to be in love with somebody, Mrs. L? Yes. Really, you can
1: choose that this is the man or the woman that I decided I'm going to live my life with mm-hmm. because I see more good characteristics in them, then I see what I don't like. Mm -hmm. And as long as you can fight off the infidelity, Mm -hmm. and you've got someone who has the values that you admire and want your children to have, Mm -hmm. you make a decision to stay with that person. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the love is there as a result of the decision. Because marriage will take you I don't want to be with this person. I don't even know why I'm here, this person, to, oh, my God, I love this person. Oh, my God. And if you can wait through those seasons where you feel like you want to be together, it's going to come back together. It's like apart together, apart together. That's the way marriage is. Mm -hmm. But if you give up at the first hint, or, uh, 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 not, I'm not talking about abuse, mm-hmm. but if you give up at the <coughs> first hint that this person uh, made made me mad, well, yeah, they made you mad, mm-hmm. and they're going to make you mad some more. Mm-hmm. We've been married 45 years. I can't tell you how often I've been mad at him. <laughs> But we found a way to manage the relationship mm-hmm. so that, because we had a common goal, which was to give this world and our children an example of what a true marriage looks like. Mm -hmm. And I I
0: think, and that's the part that, you know, I talked to some of my other guests about, is that if they look at their aunties and their moms and and so forth, and the long-term marriages, none of them were, like, squeaky clean. You may think that, Mm -hmm. but you have the misperception of what marriage is really all about. Mm -hmm. So, Mrs. O, you would give a young woman the advice today to stick it out Even if she's no longer a hundred percent. Give it a
1: chance. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait long enough to find out because then you miss out on something that could be good for you. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do? Walk away from him because he doesn't empty the trash and he leave his socks on the bathroom floor, Mm -hmm. please. Mm -hmm. What has he done that will cause you To give up on what you first felt. That's right. Mm -hmm. Go back to how you first felt Mm -hmm. and give it a chance. Give it long enough to know for sure that "Mm, we probably ought to just be friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you'll know when that happens. But until you get that God tell you, the Holy Spirit tell you, this is not, you made a mistake. You need to try to hang in there. Now, some women and men are just crazy.
0: Right. Some of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some of them, just, you know. Some
0: of them, too, Mrs. O. <clears throat> I'm also a firm believer that everybody was not joined by God. hmm Some people joined themselves. hmm So, in that case, should they separate or what? What should they do at that point, Mrs. Yes. O?
1: Well, if you joined yourself, <laughs> then you sleep in the bed you made for yourself. Right, right. You can always get out, and I always tell women this. Don't never tell the man you're leaving. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, and also I tell women this too, Mrs. O. Don't go snooping around into anything until you have uh, something that you can leave with. If you don't have anything to leave with, mm-hmm. don't go snooping around. Because you're
1: gonna find something mm-hmm. if you snoop. Mm-hmm. Some woman or some man, so usually the man, mm-hmm. I, I I will say this, is after your man.
0: Mm-hmm. Period. You mean, some woman is after your man. Yes, Best yes.
1: That's just always mm-hmm. the case. Mm-hmm. And I've known a lot of marriages that have made it through infidelity. Mm-hmm. So you make the decision, is this person a glorious person? Mm-hmm. You have to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Is this person someone I want to raise my children? You start asking those questions, and then you make the decision that it's cheaper to keep them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in some cases it in is. In some cases. Right, right. And then
1: I've seen other cases where to, these two people should never have been together. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how they got together. Mm-hmm. When was, the lust was gone, the love was gone. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it it really is a spiritual. Mm-hmm. It, you have to ask the spirit how you got in this situation and should you stay. Mm-hmm. And the spirit may not answer when you ask, mm-hmm. but if you give it some time. It will. It will. Mm-hmm. The answer will come.
0: <clears throat> now, Mrs. O, I'm so glad you mentioned the spirit. So I do know that you went over to Africa for uh, uh, probably over a couple of decades ago. Mm-hmm. And you found your spiritual awakening there. Yes. Can you talk to me a little bit about that?
1: Yes. I uh, was... Involved with uh, Woodrow Walker at mm-hmm. Cross Culture Church. Okay. And he's a mission-minded person. That's how I ended up going to Haiti, feeding people in Haiti, mm-hmm. building a school in the Philippines. But when I went to Africa, I went to Kenya. I had never seen people pray all night long. I had never seen such ferocious faith Mm. And then I found it in South Africa, and then I found it in other places in Africa. And I said, what is it that these people have <coughs> that is causing them to stay in this church, screaming out to God all night long, not get tired? And then after the night, when the morning comes, they line up around the church, each one of them wanting prayer. And that's when I first saw true demonic possession. Mm -hmm. Here in America, it exists, but we hide it very well. Mm -hmm. There, it's just out in the open. Please pray for me, pastor, because I just, you know, I'm depressed or I just want to hurt somebody or I'm just not functioning. I've seen people who didn't speak English Mm -hmm. get prayed over, jump up, speak in English. Wow. I saw miracles in Africa that showed me the True, that that spirituality was real, Mm -hmm. that God was real. And when he's all you have, they don't have snap. They don't have food Mm stamps. They don't have welfare. They don't have all these social uh, props. Mm -hmm. All they got is God. That's it. That's When I was in
0: Africa, Mrs. O, I saw the most happiest people Mm -hmm. in
1: the world. Haiti, for example. Mm -hmm. You would think. That people in Haiti would be miserable, depressed, Mm-mm. all the time. These people are joyous. They are full of joy, and I didn't understand that. I had not ha- seen that in this country. I just seen complaining and, you know, uh, just downright oppression. Mm-hmm. But the people in Haiti fought for their freedom and got their freedom. Mm-hmm. And even though the United States won't even let them in the country, they fight to keep them out. They still have this sense of joy that the spirit is near.
0: So, Mrs. Owen, you mentioned spirit, right? So I've spoken with and interviewed so many people. And some of the biggest debates that I've had have been with pastors because many of them don't believe in... um, Some of the spiritual parts outside of the religious teaching, Mm -hmm. such as, you know, um, ancestral um, worship, right? Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, some of the the crystals and things of that nature. And we know that the three wise men had beautiful crystals in their vests and their Uh gifts Uh that they gave. And they gave myrrh and frankincense as gifts yes um and even in some of our spiritual rituals that are in church it involves candles Mm -hmm. and things of that nature what are your thoughts on that about spirituality and and um you know many of the believers that do not well you know do not believe that we should have those things Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't reference our ancestors Mm -hmm. you know a lot of our african leaders and our african religions are based off of our ancestral powers so what are your thoughts on that
1: oh boy that is such a good question because everybody we are in the middle of a spiritual awakening right now Mm -hmm. and you better participate Mm -hmm. We are in the middle of the potential to be able to communicate with the one that knows all. It's going to take 90% of the thoughts we think are the same thoughts we thought yesterday.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So therefore, we have a predictable way of thinking. And if you believe that your thoughts have anything to do with your future then you have a predictable future because you're thinking about the past all the time. That's right. So now we have the opportunity to awaken to Mother Earth and what she has given us in the form of rocks, in the form of nature. Why are we living on a planet that is alive and denying ourselves the opportunity to know what that's about. Right. And I think when we are so quick to judge, Mm -hmm. misjudge certain practices, then we keep ourselves from knowing the fullness of what life is. Mm -hmm. So for me, I had to leave certain organized religious churches Mm -hmm. because some of them don't believe in women preaching. It's very right. simple as that. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you know, anybody that 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 gets a a, a feeling from something positive, they, sh- they should use it. Mm-hmm. You should use whatever you can to get there. Mm-hmm. Now I don't believe in calling in spirits. That's right. Because you don't even know what <coughs> spirits you're calling in, and you're using them tarot cards. Mm-mm. You don't know what spirits are attached to those tarot cards. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, your house on fire, your kids acting crazy. Mm-hmm. You act feeling in open heaven. up portals, yes. to Places. So I don't. I don't believe in. I believe in focusing on the Holy Spirit, and that has been enough for me. Mm-hmm. I talk to my ancestors. I have pictures of the women in my family on my wall. I say, help me, mama, because I can't make it through this. You got to help me. That gives me comfort. So what is the problem with that?
0: Yeah, I often wonder, am I supposed to forget about my grandmother?
1: That's ridiculous. If you forget about your ancestors and you are starting life on this earth brand new, then you... Uh, will fail Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you have lost your connection to who you are. Mm -hmm. And so you look back in my family. My grandmother was a maid making 15 cents an hour. Mm -hmm. She saved up enough money to send my mother to uh, uh, Atlanta University, uh, buy her a Packard car, and she was always dressed to the nines. What is that? Mm -hmm. How did that happen? So if my grandmother did that on 15 cents an hour, there's something in there for me mm-hmm. to learn about. Um, the women in my family were always had real estate. Mm-hmm. Even back in the 1800s, they owned property. There's something for me to learn it's about It's pride.
0: That. You need to. But also, Mrs. O., the Bible even states, Abraham begot, begot, begot. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you did not forget who you were. Your and lineage.
1: listen. You will find preachers don't preach certain parts of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They will stay away from Ezekiel saw the wheel way up in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheel way in the middle of the air. Mm -hmm. Because that might mean something about extraterrestrials. Mm -hmm. Or they must stay away from angels Mm -hmm. coming to talk to folks, Mm -hmm. telling them stuff. They don't preach that part Mm -hmm. because they don't want to admit that there may be entities in our lives that bring us messages from god mm-hmm. that are called angels that's right now so so when you really read the bible and you look at the jewish our bible is more than 50 percent jewish mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they wore something called the ephod the priests did mm-hmm. what was on the ephod crystals stones of different kinds mm-hmm. and the jewish priests would put on the ephod whenever the community had a, a <coughs> issue or a problem they had to solve. So there are too many mysteries so in So they life. even
0: referenced then that the crystals for problems and so forth. Yes. Now, I think <clears throat> the misconception is that when someone worships. Yes. Crystals mm-hmm. or worships their ancestors. Now I
1: worship a one God. That's right. I worship one God. And I believe that Jesus Christ came here to show us what true love was Mm -hmm. and that the God in him, he also had the man in him. Mm I had to tell my pastor, pastor, I don't believe that 80% of the world is going to hell to burn forever Mm because they're not Christians. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's going to happen with their relationship Mm -hmm. at the hour of their death. How can we say that all the Muslims are going to go to hell and burn forever? Mm -hmm. I just don't believe that. Mm -hmm. But I do believe in goodness and righteousness and rightness Mm -hmm. in whatever the religion is. Mm -hmm. I think religion has been the black man in America's biggest problem because slave masters used it to keep us obedient. We go
0: all the way back.
1: All the way back. Yes. So you have Mm -hmm. to re- the
0: mm-hmm.
1: righteousness in the Bible and the teaching. You have to remake that so that it is not from an oppressor,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but that is it is from a legitimate Christ that I came to bring you life and life more abundantly. Mm-hmm. So you have to read the Bible in that perspective. And the things that you don't understand, go to a rabbi.
0: Right, right.
1: Because all the Old Testament... Is Jewish. Mm -hmm. So how can you learn about the book of Ruth and the relationship between Ruth and Naomi without talking to a rabbi?
0: And, well, you know, Mrs. O, I think we're when you mentioned the spiritual awakening. Yes. If you notice today, the millennials are not going to church anymore. They're not. Many people believe that folks stopped going to church because of the pandemic, but they had stopped going prior to that. Mm. The question is why? and i think especially in our black communities everything became so monetized it was about the bling the shine how much were you giving this week how much are you giving that mm-hmm. week i'm a firm believer that you must tithe. you must give in order for the organization to get back to get back
1: mm-hmm. and also you for the give organization to receive yes not that that should be your only motivation right but you give so that you are free Of idolatry. Mm -hmm. And your idolatry can be your money. Mm -hmm. So you have to give it away. And you have to say, I'm willing to give this. And then you will open yourself up to be able to receive.
0: But I don't know that those principles are being taught anymore. And, And the millennials and the youth are becoming extremely quizzical. They're asking questions. Well,
1: how do you walk it out? What it is that you're teaching me... On Sunday, and certainly Sundays can't be your only day in in the Word. Whatever mm-hmm. you, what it, that I can go out there on a college campus and walk out. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it's been faith because I have been at the bottom, ebony, of my existence so many times when there wasn't a dollar in the bank, and all I could do is just hold my hands up and say, "Lord, this is yours." Mm-hmm. And something happens, Mm -hmm. something happens, or I don't know what direction to go. I don't know whether I should go this way or go that way. Lord, you got to help me. And I just stay confused till I get the answer, but I get an answer that is the right answer. You got to show these young people how this is practical information Mm -hmm. that you can walk out in your life like I said quickly about your thoughts, mm-hmm. the Bible says, think on these things, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are righteous, whatsoever things are good report. You can use that scripture so that the thoughts in your mind become just like clouds, clouds go by. If it's the right thought, you hold on to it. If it's not, let it go, baby. Mm -hmm. You ain't got to think every thought that come in your head. Mm -hmm. That's the devil. And I do believe in evil. Mm -hmm. We call it devil. Mm -hmm. So show me how this Bible is going to walk out in my life, in my marriage, with my children, with my education, with my business. And then maybe I can take these teachings and live by Mm -hmm.
0: them. But Mrs. O, does it seem like today the youth... Are so depressed. I I don't remember (coughs) growing up and being so depressed. Mm. I just worry about the next generation because, you know, the times that they should be enjoying, happy, experiencing life, so many are stuck to these phones and comparison and stressed. And, and it's just a lot and I know I see it I know you see it a lot at Hosea Helps and mm-hmm. what you see What are you? what is your biggest concern about the next generation
1: that they don't understand the value of giving
0: mm-hmm.
1: that they don't understand that it is through service to others that you find joy mm-hmm. that they don't understand that it is only through giving of yourself to others that you know who you are mm-hmm. that that is my biggest fear because the immediate gratification that you get from being on that phone training you oh do this oh dopamine comes down oh do this oh I feel better oh I can forget what I'm thinking about no baby you got to sit with that thing mm-hmm. you got to feel that angst you got that's a part of being human. Mm-hmm. But when you step out of yourself and go feed the old lady down the street and sit there with her for a few minutes that one afternoon, you'd be amazed at how well you would sleep that night. So this self-isolating, self-appreciating world that we have given them because we wanted to give them more than we had, Mm -hmm. we didn't want them to suffer, has damaged them Mm -hmm. to the extent that they think that it is within this space that I'm going to find purpose. Mm -hmm. There's no purpose in Instagram. There's no, your life's purpose has got to be in serving others. The
0: vanity of Instagram is one of my biggest pet peeves. It's especially around the holiday time and people are supposedly giving back Mm. and they feel the need to take a picture of helping families. Mm. That is probably the most vulnerable time In that family's life. Yes. yes. And we are snapping and taking pictures. And we feel the need to share that on social media. And, of course, that is for that person's gratification to say, look what I've done. Mm -hmm. But have you forgotten about the family that you put on Front Street? Yes. yes. And I'm sure you see that a lot, Mrs. L. Yes,
1: we see it a lot. We had Mm -hmm. a family that my son found. Actually, it was Little Bankhead. And I, I'm not, sorry, I don't know rappers. I think he's a rapper. <laughs> but he's named himself Lil Banker <laughs> for some reason. Um, found a family on Northside Drive. Mm-hmm. Six kids. Six kids sleeping in a car with two adults and two dogs. The kids were playing with TT outside the car. When my son got there, the kids were playing in the feces and the urine mm. right outside the car. Mm. And he, when he saw this, he refused to take a picture. That's right. Because it was, it was depravity. Uh, some homeless people, you try to give them money, they'd be like, I don't know. Because dignity... Dignity. Where is the dignity Mm -hmm. in that? Mm -hmm. Um, So we did end up helping them. We we put them in a hotel, ended up, you know, really took two months Mm -hmm. to stabilize that one family to some degree. But I think, forget, suppose you as a young person forgot Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat. For seven days. Hmm. You didn't go on it. You didn't check it. All you check was your work email. You would find out your identity is not connected to any of that. That's right. That's all some kind of falsehood. God. It is It is something that those that have the billionaires are selling you and training you that you need this. So you are a slave to that. Mm -hmm. Just because we don't have slavery as we had in the 50s don't mean we don't have slavery today. Mm -hmm. We have slavery today. And our young people are slaves. It's our fault, my generation, for giving them so much. You don't have to, here's money, here's your car, Mm -hmm. here's your college, boom, here's your clothes, Gucci, Gucci. When did we sit down and talk to them about their responsibility? And earning. To the world. Right. Right. You know. (coughs) Give back. Yes. (laughs) When did we sit down and tell them that your life isn't going to mean nothing, your last day on this earth, if you can't look back and say, Mm -hmm. I lifted somebody up that was down. Did we have that conversation with them?
0: And you can't be angry when they don't know.
1: They just don't know. Now they're hooked. They're hooked. Mm -hmm. And now you have to unteach them. And they might be like, well, uh. It's
0: too late in some cases, in Mrs. In some o. cases. You try to take a phone away from a kid today, it's going to be a battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, these kids go off. It's really bad. But it, and also, Mrs. Zoe, let's, let's, let's pivot a little bit. Just recently, and by the time this aired, this won't be recent news, but <clears throat> the Carly Russell situation.
1: Mm.
0: African-American woman, young woman. Um, college educated, obviously came from a privileged background, um, you know, stated that she was kidnapped. It kinda reminded me a little bit of um you gotta help me, Mrs. O, the name Al Sharpton and the Tamika Tamika
1: uh, um, uh yes, I know. You know what I'm talking yeah. about from
0: back in the early nineties. Yes. Um how damaging do you think this is for for African-American women that are seen as missing today? Because, you know, there's a huge uh, amount of black women who are missing that no one talks about, no one's looking for, and so forth. What do you think about this? And and not just what everybody's saying, of course. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, she lied, she this and that. But let's talk a little bit about the mental health aspect of it. and What what are your thoughts? I know you always think about things a little differently than the masses. What are your
1: thoughts about I, this? I'm, I think the international damage. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking about across the world, not just here in this country, where they won't be taken seriously anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, we won't. Well, we won't, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. be taken seriously anymore. But I also think that, did her family not know? See, we don't have yeah. family anymore. Right. Uh, auntie ain't checking you out to see what you got on. You can't leave the house with that on. Mm-hmm. Uh, who you seeing? Uh-uh, you can't. What's his mama name? Mm-hmm. Where his family come from? Oh, see, we don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't have as much of that as we had before. We have some. Did her family not know she had mental health issues? But do we know that it's mental health? Because what I will tell
0: you is that a lot of these young women or young people in general, they want what they want.
1: And they're going to do whatever it is that they have to do to get it. I hate to believe that. I thought about it. I'm thinking would she do this just to be on social media? Well,
0: I think it goes back to what you were saying before about the selfishness of it all. And just thinking about what I want right now. That's
1: death. That's death. Mm Mm-hmm. The more you sit around and think about yourself, the more depressed you're going to be. Mm -hmm. And that is why we see rising suicides, Mm -hmm. because there's no connection to Mother Earth. And Mother Earth is a giver and a birther. She gives birth. So what are you giving birth to? Mm -hmm. That's the thing that is going to make you a mother or a father, whether it's whatever it is. It could be a business But what's the purpose of business? Just to make money? You You, have to serve. You're making a business so you can, look, you can't get away from helping other people. Right.
0: If you're not, I tell people this all the time, Mrs. O. If your business is not based in servitude of some kind, it's not going to last.
1: And I would say that that is why I have supported you all these years. Because I see in you a businesswoman who has an immense heart. Now, I've met businesswomen that tell me, I'm just here for the numbers. Mm. I had a lady sit in my, my board meeting a few months ago, and we were talking about the 2,000 kids that we're going to help for back to school. Mm-hmm. She said, well, I'm just here for the numbers. What's the bank balance? Mm. And mm. I was like, why are you on my board? Mm. <laughs> mm. You got to go. Yeah,
0: I'm, I know. I'm surprised she said that in front of you, Mrs. O.
1: It's about purpose. <clears throat> What are they teaching these children in these colleges about purpose? Mm-hmm. About what is your life? What are you giving? What are you willing to die for?
0: But is that for the colleges to teach, Mrs. O?
1: Yes, it is. Okay, it's their responsibility and the churches.
0: I think that, and then that's under the assumption that your kids are going to HBCUs.
1: Any college.
0: But you know, PWIs are not teaching that.
1: I went to Illinois mm-hmm. a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And spoke at the graduation of the Multicultural Leadership Institute at the University of Illinois. Mm-hmm. All white folks. Mm-hmm. Teaching all about social justice, oppression, and responsibility to your community.
0: I'm telling you, Mrs. O, <clears throat> no one taught so was me that any a- of that <laughs> when I was in school. None of that. So that's a blessing for the kids today that they're getting that because
1: I didn't get that. They, they were. And I was there to... Um, sort of back up what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the sadness about church. Because mm-hmm. it used to be that in this community we called church, you didn't just go sit there every Sunday in the pew. After, after church, you fed the hungry. Mm-hmm. After church, you clothed the naked. Christ said the true religion is taking care of widows, orphans, giving water to the thirsty, visiting people in prison. Mm-hmm. But preachers not teaching that. No. But that is what true Christianity is. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect. Some days I get up, I'm like, I don't want to see no no poor people. (laughs) Really, I'm Mm -hmm. just so frustrated and so drained and so tired. Oh, I can imagine.
0: Because you give so much of yourself all of the time, Mrs. O. I don't even know how you maintain... The energy to continue to do this it was, it, I know most recently it's been a year or two where you were diagnosed with breast cancer. Yes. And even during your chemotherapy, <coughs> even during your radiation, <coughs> you still showed up. Even when we said, Mrs. O, you need to take some time <laughs> off. Don't come to this event. You were deal there. I had, I had to. And I can look in your eyes and see that you were drained to the core. And I remember it was um, I want to say Thanksgiving it was one, I think it was Thanksgiving that you did not attend. I think it was so much that you could not come to that one. And Mr. O came and we prayed and so forth during the press conference for you. And that, it, to not have your presence there was something that was um, sombering for Mm -hmm. us. But I still didn't understand how you were able to push through and be at everything all the time. And that is the sign of this
1: is truly embedded in you. I I think the breast cancer would have taken me out if I had stopped. Mm -hmm. I had a girlfriend that kept saying, when you convalesce, I'm going to come visit you. Hmm. She never got to visit me because I never convalesced. Mm. I I had, I need that because I was raised doing that. I, I need to feel my life has a purpose and a meaning. When I get to the point where I'm sort of sequestered away, even though I didn't rest like I should have and I'm experiencing some results of that today, I need to know I'm making a difference somehow in somebody's life Oh, my life is miserable. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times I don't do nearly as much as I should do. Oh, if it's more than that. Mrs. Well, um, I'm thinking today I'm not doing as much as ooh. I need to be doing. That's my thought for the season.
0: This is oh, So let me ask you this, because I know in closing, we've been talking for quite a bit. What is your legacy? What is it that you want us to remember about? Not Hosea Williams, not a Famo Omalami, not our Daily Omalami, not Yolanda Favors Jr. Not Juanita, but Mrs. Omalami. Mrs. Elizabeth Williams Omalami. Mm-hmm. What is your legacy for us?
1: I want people to know a woman can make it. That even when nobody knows you and you don't have any training. And you don't know the rich, important people. You get a hold of that dream and you press it through, and you walk the floor at night, and you get on your knees and you cry. and you but be- get up believing. If you can believe it, you can get it. Mm-hmm. You can achieve it.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Mrs. Omalam, for being <laughs> here today. This is such an honor. It is such an honor. I remember when the staff was talking about Mrs. O, Mrs. O. I said, Mrs. O's not going to make time to come out here. She's the Mrs. O doesn't have any time. And when, when you said yes, I was overwhelmed with so much joy. I love you, Ebony I Porter love you too, E.K. Mrs. O, and thank you so much. Thank you're you so welcome. much. And thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Cornology. We'll see you next time. no money you're constantly worried about what everybody else got to say. If you constantly got your eyes to
1: what everybody else is doing, you ain't getting no money. When it comes down to closing the deal, I get you done. Every single one. I'm the
0: 25th of the hotel. Welcome to Coinology, the podcast.